Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure that you knew that my online knee course with Lenny Macrina is on sale for $200 off this week. If you want to learn exactly how to evaluate and treat the knee, you're going to love our comprehensive course where we cover our clinical examination, exercise progressions, and specific information on ACL, meniscus, patellofemoral, articular cartilage, osteoarthritis, and so much more. Plus, you can earn a ton of CEU credit. The course is on sale this week for $200 off. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash knee for more information and to sign up today. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reinald Show, we talk about quadricep versus patellar tendonitis. We talk about the use of analgesic uh, creams, like topical analgesics, and we talk about strengthening after regaining new range of motion. The Ask Mike Reinald Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I'm up here at Champion PT and Performance up in Boston, here with Lenny McCrina, Dan Pope. We're here answering your awesome questions. Dave Tilly is still on sabbatical. He saw how refreshed I was coming back from sabbatical, and he did the same thing. I mean, everybody needs a sabbatical. Maybe one more week, and he'll be good. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I, I think he'll, he'll be healthy soon, yeah. within the next month or so. But we're here with Mike Scuduto from Northeastern University, SCID as we like to call him, and Keisha Heck from Regis University. Keisha, what the heck? Because we can't think of another nickname, I guess. Ketchup was big ketchup, for a while. Yeah. I kind of like the ketchup one. You like ketchup? Yeah. I love Keisha, ketchup. ketchup. Ketchup and mustard on a hot dog. <laughs> what do you put on a hot dog? Ketchup and mustard what do you and put on a lot on? of sauerkraut. sauerkraut. You do, really? Sauerkraut? I make my own. I got like a five-pound jug in my fridge. Of sauerkraut? Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. <laughs> a five-pound jug? Yep. It's big. I like excess. Go big or go home, the Dan Pope style. So you you do ketchup, mustard, and sauerkraut. Uh, usually not. Usually I'll uh, I'll mess around. One hot dog with the with the ketchup, the mustard, maybe a relish, and then another one I'll do the sauerkraut. So I like to mix and match. And not all at once. Variables. And yeah, and yeah. eats three hot dogs at once. I mean that, that makes sense. Keisha, what the heck do you put on your hot dog? See what I did there? Just ketchup. Just ketchup? Oh, it, it was oh, destiny. Mike, we might as well go around the room. I'm a chili cheese dog. What? Kind of guy. Yeah. That's like Spice a that's like a different meal. It's like that's, a part that's different. It's <laughs> different. The fe- I miss Fenway Franks. <laughs> right? Remember that Dan Duquette changed the Fenway Franks in the '90s, and they just haven't been the same since. I didn't realize. That. Are we off topic? You don't remember that? Anyway, <laughs> I didn't realize that. We're from steaming <laughs> to boiling. So anyway, good. All right, we're here with some awesome questions. Let's get rolling because we've already wasted enough of your time <laughs> with our hot dog etiquette. Okay, Richard from Montreal. Hey, guys, just started to follow your podcast. The variety of topics are really awesome, and you guys give out info that is appealing to healthcare practitioners and regular athletes. My question, what would be the differences with the possible causes and the rehab treatments for quadriceps versus patellar tendon pain slash tendinosis slash tendinitis? Keep it up. I look forward to listening to more of your podcasts. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so... Quad versus patellar tendonitis. So let's start with maybe why. why. Why does one get sore and the other? I mean, theoretically, the quad tendon and the patellar tendon, they're, they're kind of like the same tendon to an extent. Uh, you know, why? What do you guys think? Who wants to jump in? 
I, Leonard? I I don't know if I have a true answer for that. I just don't know if it's something of alignment or, or the, the, the function of the athlete. You know, baseball, baseball, basketball players tend to get more patella tendon type stuff, I think, more of a jumper's knee, so to speak, type thing. I feel like um, most people do. Most people get more patella, right? Right, exactly. Qu- so I, don't know, I don't know if I've ever yeah. seen anything why, I mean, obviously palpation and location or symptoms are going to be your differential and your, I think, chronicity of symptoms may help to guide you if it's tendonitis versus tendinosis. But as for um, quad tendon versus patella tendon, or if it's actually patella ligament because it's bone to bone, I don't know well. if uh, if I've seen anything. I don't know if you guys. I'm always curious. You know, I I don't see a lot of patellar tendinopathy, and I I don't know if that's just the population I see, but I see a lot of anterior knee pain. And a lot of times with like a patellofemoral pain syndrome, they've got a lot of diffuse pain that's all over the place. Sometimes it's above that kneecap, off to the side. So I think sometimes when you're seeing that, maybe you have a different diagnosis. Um, I think at the end of the day, you probably want to strengthen everything. So hips, quadricep, everything else. If you do truly have a tendinopathy and you think that's um, giving that person pain, then maybe the treatment's going to be a little bit different. Load the tendon up to make it feel better. Um, but in general, I think that most of the pain that I see above the kneecap is also falls into that whole bucket of patellofemoral pain syndrome, anterior knee pain. Yeah. So I treat it that way. Yeah, same thing. I mean, the treatment algorithm is probably the same as what you're what you're getting at. Right. I mean, I, I I definitely think patellar tendinitis is more common. I mean, if you really think about it, I mean, fourth vector wise, there's definitely going to be more stress, kind of more distal on the on the insertion point and stuff than the kind of more proximal in there. Um, you know, I don't know. I feel like the quad tendon's not as exciting of a tendon where the patellar tendon's a little bit more uh, uh, stressed, I guess, through functional activities. Uh, I feel like, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like quad tendon kind of pain up there is. Like a lot of people, like deep squatting, tend to get that, you know, versus patellar tendonitis, and then more jumping people. I, I may have just made that up. Have you noticed that, Dan? I don't know. Well, you see quite a bit of knee pain. I think uh, people that do a lot of squatting have a kind of low-level amount of pain around the knee, and it's it can be all over the place. And sometimes it'll be top, and like next day it's on the inside, and it's on the outside. So it's kind of like the whole area gets irritated. And I think that's just the nature of just doing deep squatting in general. People start feeling pain because of that, uh, but it's not always in one particular spot. It jumps around to a lot of different areas. So that's my guess. Right, yeah, and that's interesting. You know, patellofemoral pain-based things from compression-type injuries, I mean, they could be referring a little bit superior, and you're just, you know, it seems like quad tendonitis, but, um, you know, that's interesting. But uh, Yeah, 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 theoretically, you could have some some irritable plica. Um, You know, I mean, lots of different things uh, to kind of keep in mind, I guess. I don't know know if treatment or anything would differ necessarily. Got to get to the bottom of that uh, in and of itself, so... Uh, awesome. What do we get? What do we got for next question? Let's keep rolling. Brian from Chicago. Hey guys, I often hear people say that yes. once you gain new range via stretching, soft tissue work, etc., you then want to strengthen into that range. With regards to ankle dorsiflexion, I have seen some therapists use resisted dorsiflexion with a TheraBand to strengthen dorsiflexors. Dorsiflexors. Others use eccentric heel raises to strengthen the plantar flexors into the new dorsiflexion range. Which of these approaches do you favor and why? Also, what are your favorite exercises to utilize in this scenario? Dave Tilly makes an appearance back from sabbatical. Back from sabbatical. <coughs> like it. Wow. He's got a coffee. Yeah. He had enough time to make coffee. How's the beach? What'd you do? That's not from last night. Awesome. All right. So we so we just restored range of motion. I feel like Dave needs to get more. Uh, we we just restored range of motion. 
um, and we want to we want to work on strengthening in this new range of motion. So I guess, do you want to use the muscles to produce that motion or the muscles to control that motion? Is that kind of the question, right? Like kind of concentric for for so dorsiflexion. Do you want to work eccentric plantar flexion? Do you want to work concentric dorsiflexion? Uh, I'll let you guys answer. I'll just jump in and say like both. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, the whole point is to work it functionally through the new range of motion, and that can be both concentrically and eccentrically. So I don't think there's a right or wrong. I think it, it goes back down to your activities, and I would probably do both. But yeah. what do you think? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just slowly bring I'm a, both I'm in. a big fan of trying to get someone to use whatever they possibly gain, even if it's a little amount, regularly. So if they yeah. you give them another quarter of an inch of dorsiflexion on the table, and they can go off a goblet squat, you know, and they warm up or like throughout the day if they get home, whatever. I think that's good. I'm a big fan of uh, using specific exercises that one person wants to get back to. I mean, I'm constantly trying to get people to squat better and use dorsiflexion when they're squatting. So a lot of times, me, what I'll use as far as a dorsiflexion exercise is just squatting and just cue people, try to pull your knees forward, try to use your new ankle flexibility. So I, I like the uh, the ball idea. I know that's a big SFMA one, resistance dorsiflexion, uh, rolling a ball up, bringing your knee up. Um, I like the idea of just getting into the new position and try to stay there, try to use that position and try to load it up. I mean, Dave talks a lot about the spectrum concept mm-hmm. where you gain range of motion, then you do low-level motor control drills to try to reinforce that, and then we want to get more specific. So if you're trying to get better at squatting, obviously I do a lot of squatting, then we want to try to work that pattern with the new range of motion that you built in your in your ankle. And that's how I would go about it. Yeah, and I, I don't know if I've like really thought this through like this, but I, the more we talk about it, I feel like you do all three, and you almost need to do all three. So you do concentric to kind of like engage it, you do eccentric to control it, and then you do functional activities to kind of just do it in, in whatever pattern you need it for. Yeah, I mean, I, I, feel like, I feel like you kind of want all three to an extent, and I think we all do that inherently. I guess I never really broke it down like that in my mind. But uh, Awesome. What do we got, guys? Gabe from Salt Lake City. Hey Mike, you guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. I was wondering if you use analgesic creams like Biofreeze, Rock Sauce, etc. during your treatment sessions. If so, do you use it pre-session, post-session, or like anything? It depends. All right, let's, why don't we go around the room and see if, if we've tried it, if we like it, and why. So, Dan, you have the CrossFit athletes. They'll, they'll do anything. I just sprayed the whole bodies down. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> they, 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 they need to make a... Spray uh, tan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah if, 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 if we could combine bodybuilding and CrossFit, we'd have like a spray tan with rock sauce Body all cross. in one. <laughs> yeah. <Body cross. laughs> Uh, so Dan, Dan think, what do you uh, think? Do you do you do, do, you do any any <laughs> topical analgesics? I mess with it a little bit. I think it kind of falls in the bucket of doing something that makes the athlete feel better temporarily. You know, um, so if individuals do like it and they've tried it, um, I'll give it to them. If they think it's going to help them out, then I'll then I'll go for it. Um, I've tried it a little bit. It's not been like a huge part of my physical therapy treatments at all. But I'm not the person that's going to turn down treatments just because I'm like, oh, evidence doesn't support this. But Biofreeze actually has quite a bit of, of research to support it. Um, it's usage and, and decreasing pain. So if I'm in that acute phase and I want to get that pain driven down, I'm going to try it. You know, if that helps. I'm not going to make that the only treatment. He's not going to come in and, all right, 45 minutes, we're going to spray that knee with Biofreeze. But it might be something we try. It's quick, it's easy, it's pretty cheap, and it's helpful. Yeah, well, it's you it. are on fire, Tick. It's easy. What is that? It's <laughs> like me, you're like the other episode. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, wait, why? Don't be, don't be sorry for being awesome. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. Um, I'm not sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say for me, uh, Biofreeze, which is from Theraband, that uh, Performance Health Academy or whatever, you know, that the parent group is there. Um, you know that they're they're they they want to get as much efficacy as they 
can't, so they're trying. So um, I do. I prefer BioFreeze. I think it feels pretty good. And then I will say we, I use a lot of heat too, and just even some of the classic athletic training things like the Kramer projects, uh, uh, Kramer products like like Kramer Jesic, Atomic Bomb, Red Hot. I mean, those those are, are something from athletic training rooms that are quite popular. We actually have here in our PT room. But if somebody's going to go out and throw and and, and they want to feel good, <laughs> excuse me, they feel good. They they love rubbing that stuff on. So uh, I'm I'm pro doing it. And just like Dan, I think if it makes them feel better, helps them move. I mean, I'm all for it. It depends. Yes, it, it, they somehow. I think we all kind of think that way. The research is what it is. But if somebody is asking for it and they like it and they want it. Then they're gonna yeah. Why not? Get send, it after they perform, send them home with it too. Yeah. You know, like so they, you know, feel a little bit afterwards. There, if they're low, chronic low back pain, it's just aching all day. You know, why not neuromodulate that a little bit with with another sensation? Yeah. So, awesome. Is that it? That's three. That's three. That's three. Man, nailed it. Uh, well, thanks so much, guys. We appreciate everybody uh, joining us for the podcast. Uh, numbers keep going up every week, so we really love all the attention that, that you guys are giving us and, and all the great questions. So keep them coming. Go to MikeRound.com, click on that podcast link, and ask away. Any of your questions, rehab, fitness, sports performance, business, like anything you guys want to talk about, ask away. The questions are great, but do us a favor as well. Subscribe, and be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRinald.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.